0: scaling is an always thing. You don't scale and stop and scale and stop and scale and stop. You should always be expanding different areas of your business and expanding different pillars of it to support the scale versus you scale and then you chill. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, business mentor, social media and sales expert, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to build the lives and businesses of their dreams. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life you love right now. We are also talking all things entrepreneurship and personal development, including wellness, social media, confidence, sales, business strategy, mindset, wealth building, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Grind to Be Grateful podcast. I am so glad that you're here and I'm really stoked to talk about today's topic, which is essentially how I've doubled my business year over year. So that means it doubles from one year to the next and then doubles again and then doubles again and doubles again. And that has been a trend Trend doesn't sound intentional enough. That has been a strategy of mine for at least the last four years, I want to say. And we're planning on doing it again in 2021. But I think the important thing to note here, like I said, it's been intentional. It's been strategic. It's been on purpose. So I'm going to pull back the curtain and take you through the process and the strategies that have made that possible because a lot of people come in hot on the scene as entrepreneurs, as online business owners, and more specifically as online coaches, which is the primary kind of niche that I serve and support. They come in hot and they see some success early on, but they don't build their business for the long term. They don't do things sustainably. They don't build for scale. So they're like a dying star. Like They rise fast and come in hot and then burn out. So I want to talk about the art of the sustainable scale today. And it's something that is So, so important. So I'm going to break down, again, kind of my trajectory and crucial moments, crucial shifts that I've made along the way that has allowed this process of scaling to be so ongoing. Something that I've learned from my current business coach, Sabrina, is that scaling is an always thing. You don't scale and stop and scale and stop and scale and stop. You should always be expanding different areas of your business and expanding different pillars of it to support the scale versus you scale and then you chill and then you scale and then you chill. I'm a big believer that with business, you're either growing or you're shrinking. Like, there's no such thing as just like chilling. <laughs> because things are always changing. Things are always shifting. That's another reason why it's so important to have a mentor and someone who's been where you want to go because they can make sure that you are always growing and not falling into that lull where you're actually shrinking. But I digress. That's what we're talking about today. And this episode is brought to you by my free training that teaches new online coaches how to get fully booked in 30 days. I'm teaching you my proven five phase process to making bank while making a difference as an online health, fitness, wellness, nutrition, mindset life coach, and you know how I roll. I'm going way past surface level during this training and breaking down systems, pricing, content strategy, mindset, and way more. So make sure you grab your seat ASAP by clicking the link in the show notes or typing in bit.ly slash booked in 30. That's bit.ly slash booked in 30. Zero. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you're not a new coach, you're a bit more established. You have been in the game for a minute. I just opened two more spots in my VIP coaching program for online coaches in any industry who want to scale to multiple six or seven figures this year. So if that's you, slide into my Instagram DMs and tell me your 2021 goals so that we can start mapping out a game plan and make them happen. And we can even jump on a free strategy call to see if it's a fit. I'm really Excited to have more spots open in that program because my VIP clients are just killing the game. So that's what's going on right now. Of course, we're going to talk about grind and gratitude right now, as I try to do at the beginning of my solo episodes. Can't say I always make it happen, but I remembered this week. And what I'm currently grinding toward and working really hard for is getting ready to take a bunch of time off in my business. Not totally off, but probably like half my normal workload, half my normal hours, because when this episode goes live, I will be on my way to North Carolina for two weeks of horse shows. And then immediately from there, I'm spending another week in Kentucky horse showing. So I'm about to be gone for three weeks of horse showing. I will be probably working like half days. My business will still be running. My clients will still be supported. We'll still be making sales every day. Things will still be growing even though I'm working less. So I have hit that mystical land of working less and making more. And that's something I'm constantly helping my clients do as well. But that is what I'm grinding toward because it does take a little bit of homework on the front end to do that between just communicating with my team and making sure that everything is taken care of and planned ahead of time. And then also anything that I'm responsible for, whether that's supporting clients, creating content, recording podcasts, all of that needs to happen in advance. So that's what I'm currently grinding toward. And then what I'm grateful for, I guess is the same thing, the ability to even do that, to be able to take Three weeks of half days and still have my business killing it, still have my clients killing it, still have my team killing it, and just living out my horse girl dreams. So I'm super grateful for my business making that possible. My philosophy is always business supports life, not the other way around. And if you know my story, you know that entrepreneurship has always had an element of being motivated by horse girl energy. (laughs) From a young age, I knew I wanted to be really successful and quite frankly, be wealthy so that I could support my horse addiction. And I'm there. I have arrived. I'm about to leave for three weeks with my super fancy, amazing horse and just have the best time. So really, really grateful for that. And that never goes unappreciated. It does not go unacknowledged how cool that is and how blessed I am to do that. And I say blessed in a way of like, I've worked really hard for it and also things have aligned for me. So I'm very, very grateful for that. And I could ramble on forever. We could have a moment. We could make it a moment. But I'm going to keep moving and we're going to dive into today's topic of how exactly I've doubled my business year over year. Like I said, that has happened for the last... Four years, I think this will be year five. I think, pretty sure, but that has happened with a lot of intention and strategy. And it first started when I was still a wellness coach. Of course, I'm a business coach now, but before I was business coaching, I was a health, fitness, wellness coach for women, and I started that business when I was still in college. But when I first started the business, I was struggling. Of course, I was also a full time student, so I didn't have the ability to like really go all in on my business. I mean, I kind of went all in on both because I don't really half ass anything. I just worked all the time. (laughs) But like I said, I worked all the time. But my business felt so stuck. I felt like, how can I possibly have more than like 10 or 20 clients? How can I possibly get past this cap? I was making, I wanna say, like 55K a year as like a senior in college, which that's pretty epic. That's why I didn't decide to take a job. I had a job offer with benefits and all that's a relocation bonus, all of those things. And I opted not to take it because I was already making a full-time income from my online coaching business. But I was at that point where I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to get past this. I have no idea how I can even go further than 55k a year and that also included like brand partnerships and stuff. But I had no idea because I was working a ton. I felt like there's no way I could juggle more clients. There's no way I could keep the back end running. There's no way I could keep up with that volume of content and it just felt like this impossible task. But I knew that people were doing it. I knew that it had to be possible. So the first pivotal moment that allowed me to really scale as a wellness coach is I hired my first business mentor. I invested $25,000 into my first business mentor. Do I recommend (laughs) going that hard with your first investment? Probably not. That's probably not necessary. But like I said, I'm a very all or nothing type of person. So I was like, screw it. Like I have... Been saving up. This is my first year full time in my business. I'm just going to go for it. And I took that leap and it really paid off because that showed me so much of what is possible. And I saw so much of the back end of my mentor's business, who, by the way, was Jenna Kutcher. I saw so much of the back end of her business, so much of how other successful women were running their businesses in all sorts of different industries. And I was like, holy shit, these people are making so much money. I was a small fish in a big pond in that mastermind. And they were making so much money. They had teams, they had funnels, they had automations, they had all this stuff that I did not have. And I didn't know what I didn't know. So that entire mastermind basically blew my mind wide open and showed me the possibilities, but it also held me accountable to doing the work. So that year, I fully revamped all of my systems, all of the structure of my business, and I really ended up streamlining the back end of my business to increase my capacity for clients, for Coaching. I also learned a ton about sales. That was another like pivotal moment. I learned so much about sales psychology, about how to craft strategic messaging around your offers, about how to package things, about how to launch. That was crazy. (laughs) I learned how to have massive cash injections in my business. And then I also learned how to build more scalable offers. I found out that private coaching was not super scalable because even though it is an amazing way to make bank while making a difference, trademark, but it it is not infinitely scalable because with private high-ticket coaching, you are exchanging time for money to an extent. We can, of course, optimize how it's structured, optimize the delivery process, optimize the processes, all that stuff. But eventually you just can't take infinite amounts of private coaching clients, especially if you really value the client experience, which I did. So I learned how to introduce more scalable offers like guides. Those are really big back then, not so much now. A training app, big then, not so much now. Challenges, group coaching. And I learned how to build and launch those to create Multiple revenue streams and some that were a lot more scalable. And scalable meaning that for like every additional person that joined the program, it was a minimal additional amount of work, right? Private coaching, if you go from one person to 10 people, it's 10 times the amount of work. In a group program, if you go from one person to 10 people, it might be like 10% more work versus 10 times more work, right? So I learned more about scalable offers. And that was another pivotal moment. Pivotal moments after that were hiring my first team members. So I hired a VA. I hired an assistant coach. I hired people to help me execute on the things that needed to be happening in my business because I found that I was getting stuck, I was becoming the bottleneck in my business with like day-to-day operations, with getting back to enough clients, to being able to support a higher volume in group coaching settings, private coaching settings. So I brought in people who specialized in those things. And a lot of people are very afraid to bring in team members for their business. But I found that if you make the right hire, they could actually do a better job than you because that is their area of expertise. Other areas of expertise where I really thrive, like content creation and stuff, I was a lot slower to delegate or slower to outsource. But making those first key hires really opened up a lot of bandwidth and allowed me to scale a lot faster. So just outsourcing outside of my zone of genius was a great move. So, again, some ways that I really scaled as a wellness coach and went from like 50K months, which honestly, that was pretty impressive that I figured that out just on my own. There was nothing like my program, Online Coach Kickstart, when I first started out. Like, I just literally started out on my own. Thankfully, I had a good size audience. So, I could kind of just be messy. <laughs> but I felt stuck at a certain point, and it really felt like my business was just held together by duct tape, is how I like to explain it. So, when I started my fitness coaching business, my first full year, I hit like 50K, 55K. And then by the time I finished, I hit a quarter million in a year. So, I doubled year over year over year, plus a little bit more actually. And the pivotal moments again were really like hiring a business mentor to even help me troubleshoot, strategize, prioritize, and figure out what I didn't even know and really like make me realize what was possible. I streamlined the back end of my business to increase my capacity for clients. I got way better at sales and launching. So I increased my visibility and I also increased my conversions. I started introducing more scalable offers and I expanded my offer suite and I also restructured my coaching a little bit, but all in all, my offer suite got a revamp and an expansion to include things that were more scalable. I started hiring team members and I started like outsourcing and automating anything that was outside of my zone of genius. So all of that happened as a wellness coach. And that was such a great education for me on how to run a successful business. And I think it's really important. That I walked the walk before I went into business coaching. I think it's really important that I did the things that now I'm teaching my clients how to do. And that's something that I look for in my own coaches as well. And eventually I got to the point where I was surpassing like the quarter million a year mark. Things were going really well. And people noticed and they started asking me, like, can you help me do this? Like, you seem to know, like, what is up? (laughs) You seem to know what you're doing. Like, how is this working? What is your strategy? Can you help me do the same? And people are like, virtually beating my door down, trying to figure out how I did it. So I leaned into that and I followed my passion for entrepreneurship. I always say that fitness was kind of my first expression of entrepreneurship or my passion for entrepreneurship. It's always been something I've loved. I sold my first thing online at 16 years old. That's a story for another time. But I leaned into that passion and I pivoted to business coaching, which to be fully transparent does allow me to charge more for like the same amount of my time just because it's a different industry. The ROI is much more obvious. People are willing to, to invest more, but that doesn't mean business coaches automatically make more money. I did it very strategically. And also, that doesn't mean that you should just become a business coach. If you've never had a successful business before, that is the petty hill I will die on. But when I pivoted, it had to be super strategic so that I could keep doubling my business year over year. Because remember, I finished out my last full year of wellness coaching at like a quarter million annually, and I wanted to do half a million the following year. And when you pivot, it can be really easy to just kind of like Lose momentum and almost have to start from scratch. But I didn't have to do that because I had been really thoughtful about it. Like the art of the pivot requires a few key things. The first of which is a strong personal brand and a really strong story. So even when I was wellness coaching, I wasn't just a wellness coach, I was someone that people felt connected to, someone that had a relatable story, someone that people felt like was a friend right even though I was a coach and I wasn't an authority my personal brand was really really strong and it was really clear like how excited I was about my business it was really clear how competent I was with running my business and having such a strong personal brand means that people want to stick with me for a long time and I have people following me still to this day who followed me when I was in high school. So they've been following me for like eight plus years now. And that's all because I've had a strong personal brand. So even though I changed what I was selling and I totally changed what I was talking about within like a six month time span, so many people have kept following me because they just feel connected to me. So that let me carry a bit of momentum, a bit of my like engagement and visibility, even though I was totally changing my content, my offer suite. Another thing I did was I gradually built authority around my business. So my content went from being like 100% wellness, confidence, lifestyle stuff to dripping in little tidbits about my business, little tidbits about sales strategy, about creating content, things like that, to build expertise to build social proof and really show people how I walked the walk. So when I started business coaching, it didn't feel random. It felt like a natural progression. It felt like a job promotion, right? Like I mastered that level and now I'm at the next level. So that was something I did really thoughtfully for several months before I officially like made the pivot and kept scaling for the next year. And then before I even publicly pivoted, I had been privately inviting people to work with me to get more like proof of concept, get more testimonials, to really refine my frameworks, things like that. And then eventually I just had to make the leap. But again, I was able to still double my business the following year after literally pivoting into a new industry because I was really thoughtful and strategic about it. It's so easy to pivot and feel like you have to start from scratch. And I didn't have to do that. There was maybe, you know, like a little skip, a little lull where I had like a lower month or something because I wasn't selling my old programs and my new programs are still building momentum and I was still building my monthly recurring revenue and stuff. But the pivot Was strategic. So the year that I pivoted, I could still double my business again. So now once I pivoted, I had to focus on, okay, how am I going to scale as a business coach? How am I going to keep growing? How am I going to continue doubling my income? One thing is I went from like three team members to 13 team members now in about a year. So I have really, really expanded my team roster to further keep me in my zone of genius, to further keep me in the money-making activities in my business, and to also elevate every area, whether it's client experience, branding, systems, like daily operations, sales, everything has been elevated, which means we can serve more people at a higher level and we can be more visible, we can sell more things, we can create more content, we can literally do more of everything because I'm not a one woman show anymore. I am not a solopreneur. And I think there's this weird like badge of honor that people feel about being a solopreneur, about it being a one woman show, about figuring out everything on their own. And there is some value to that early in your journey, but eventually you have to be willing to let go of some stuff and recognize that you don't need to do everything on your own and you shouldn't do everything on your own because there are people who are better at things than you. Like you have certain competencies that are your zone of genius and there are other areas that aren't. For me, anything like finance, automations, tracking things, legal Admin, all that stuff, I hate it. I am the epitome of like the visionary creative. I love a little chaos. I love coming up with new ideas. I love serving my clients. I love making content. And now that's all I get to focus on in my business, and everything else is getting taken care of by team members. And that means that we can grow because I have more bandwidth. Everything is bigger because of team members. And that keeps me in my client service and revenue generating activities, which are ultimately the things that make my business money. So more team has allowed us to keep doubling. And by the way, our profit margins are still really, really healthy, anywhere from 50 to 75% depending on... What we've invested into projects. Like, I think last month was a pretty high expense month because I hired various people on a project basis or paid in full for people to do something for a year or whatever. But we have very high profit margins for this type of business. And that is because I hire team members really strategically and I hire team members that will allow me to stay in those revenue generating activities. So, We're able to make more sales, make more money, make more revenue. The next really major thing that kind of mirrors how I operated as a wellness coach is making scalable offers. So, the way that I structure my offers, the way that people get support within my different offers, which, by the way, just a quick Rundown of my core offers. I have Online Coach Kickstart, which is a group mentorship program for beginner and aspiring online coaches. It's a 16 week program with a curriculum and group coaching. I have Online Coach Empire Mastermind, which is the next step after OCK. Once you've hit those 5K months, then you go into Online Coach Empire, which is a very small group mastermind for coaches who are scaling to six figures. Then from there, you graduate into VIP coaching, VIP mastermind, which is for my online coaches who are at the six-figure a year mark and want to hit multiple six or seven figures. So those are my core offers. I also have a course called Content Boss, which is, of course, very scalable because it's a course. It's self-paced. I don't have to show up for it. I just have to make it and update it. But how I've structured all of those offers has been super, super strategic. I've looked really heavily at call volume, at communication boundaries, at feedback avenues, at where we can bring in support coaches, at how we can automate certain parts, certain touch points, how we can create like really epic client dashboards so that everything is so, so efficient. Without ever having to sacrifice the client experience. So, making things really structurally scalable, really intentional, without sacrificing that support has been major because, of course, in order to be scalable, you need to be getting your clients good results, right? Because it's easier to keep. An existing client than to find a new one. So the more you can get your clients to re-sign, to go to your next level program, to stay with you, the easier it is going to be to scale. So of course, while we do prioritize sales and we do prioritize growing our buyers list, above that we prioritize Delivering an awesome client experience and getting people bomb results. So, again, that's with structure, that's with support coaches, that's with bringing in guest experts, that's by introducing group coaching calls, just so many ways that you can be strategic about your offer suite. Another thing we recently started doing, I banked my first million with zero paid ads, and that is still what I really teach my clients. I think it's very important to have proof of concept, to prove demand, to really optimize your sales process and your offer delivery before you ever do ads. But starting to run ads, paid ads to drive traffic to various things has really helped with scaling now that, were in that place in my business. So we first started using ads to drive people to enrollment events during like live launches. So whether that was a free challenge, a masterclass, anything like that, we would use ads to drive people there versus having like ongoing a giant evergreen funnel or something. So that's where we started with ads. We also did some light retargeting ads. And that was a great way to kind of dip our toes into paid traffic. And grow the visibility without me necessarily needing to show up for show up more. And now we have a fully built evergreen funnel that we drive traffic to as well. So I think you can scale pretty big without ever running ads. I have clients who have 50, 60, 75, 100K months before without a single ad. So you can absolutely still do it. That was a choice that I made once I knew that I had proof of concept, once I knew that the demand was there, I had the receipts, I had the results under my belt, and we'd really optimize the program. That was a choice that I made so that I could exist in, I guess, the mythical fairy tale land of working less and making more. So having funnels and really, really strategic sales channels is super helpful for that. And I'm loving that introduction to my business. So a lot of my clients, once they're getting to that like multiple six, seven figure goal range, we start dabbling in some ads and some paid traffic to help them increase visibility without increasing their need to show up more. Right. So Those are kind of the biggest strategic shifts that I have continued making to make sure that I'm able to double my business year over year. But of course, you know me, it doesn't just stop with strategy. It also includes support. So there are two main things here. Number one is I've just expected everything to feel uncomfortable as hell and that is entrepreneurship. Like every new level, new level, new devil, every new level will come with new challenges. And they might be similar. If you know spiral dynamics, like you're going to come back to the same spot on a new level every time. So I deal with imposter syndrome at every level. I deal with self-doubt at every level. I deal with scarcity at every level. Right. Like those are the mainstays. (laughs) Of resistance and like mindset blocks and stuff, but I expect them now. And I expect things to feel hard at times, even if it's not necessarily hard from working more. Like, I think at a certain point, your business being hard is no longer about doing the things, it's about your mental state and how you're able to embody the role of a CEO. So, That has been a shift, but also the constant is just expecting everything to feel uncomfortable and knowing that like, oh, if this feels hard, I'm going in the right direction. So you have to lean into that. You have to accept that as part of the process if you're expecting your business to scale, especially at the rate that mine has being doubled year over year. So. Yeah, just getting and staying uncomfortable AF. And then alongside of that, having the support system necessary to hold that because that's a lot to process. That's a lot to release. That's a lot to work through if you're on your own. And also if you don't have someone in your corner who has been through it before. So even though I am a business coach and like I humbly, I'm killing the game. I still have a business mentor. I still have someone that I check in with on a near daily basis and meet with monthly or multiple times a month and make sure that my strategies are on point, my mindset's on point. I'm not self sabotaging, I'm not missing anything in my business. I still have a business mentor because it's still uncomfortable, because it still would be easier to just let things chill. It would still be easier to hide from my business at times. So I have a business mentor to make sure I'm still doing the work and I'm doing it strategically. And I'm a big believer that if you are a coach who is always preaching about the value of having a coach, you should have a coach. Otherwise, like what ground do you have to stand on? So I saw the business mentor as part of my support system. And then I also think it's super important to have other people who have similar goals and similar mindsets to you in your support system. And I think it's really important to get in the room. So I have been really intentional about getting in the room with peers who not only get what I'm doing and get my mindset and get my goals, but are also doing even better than me. And that was something I learned from my first ever investment into that mastermind with Jenna Kutcher, I was with women who are making five times more money than me, who had teams that I didn't have, who had really elaborate business structures, who had bomb strategies. And it just, like I said, it blew my mind wide open of to like what's possible. So I think it's important to not only have peers, but also have peers who are doing better than you to show you more of what's possible. And that doesn't mean that like... They have to become your mentor by any means, but they should have strengths that you have weaknesses around, and vice versa. Like it should, it should be, of course, a mutually beneficial relationship. But get in the room and get surrounded by people who are on the same or similar mission to you. They don't have to be in the same industry as you, they don't have to have the same type of business as you, but it's like a mindset and lifestyle thing. So, the mindset pieces, the lifestyle pieces are expecting everything to feel uncomfortable and having the support system and getting in the room with people who will help you hold the vision and will help you keep showing up and help you keep thinking bigger because it can be easy to like get to that next level, like hit your goal and then be like, okay, I've made it. I'm good. I'm chilling. But like I said, I don't think there's really such thing as chilling and just like maintaining When it comes to business, because you're either growing or you're shrinking. Like things are always changing, things are always evolving, and you need to be too. And if you're always changing and evolving, you might as well be growing, right? So those are just a few things that have allowed me to double my business year over year for four years running. I think this year will be year five. And it's not an easy feat but it's also not that complicated. It's about having the strategies and having the support and not just focusing on one or the other. So again, if you're a new online coach and you haven't hit 5K months yet, you're still starting out, make sure that you join my free training, get fully booked in 30 days as a new online coach. The link for that is in the episode description or you can type in bit.ly slash booked in 30 with a three zero into your browser and grab your seat. You can choose a day and time that you want to attend and grab your seat. Or if you are more established and now you're looking to scale to multiple six or seven figures this year, slide into my Instagram DMs and let's talk about how we can make that happen. Because scaling, if you haven't noticed is my jam. And I absolutely love helping other women make bank while making a difference. So I'm so glad you were able to tune in to this episode. I'll see you again next week. But until then, grind and be grateful, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending some time with me today. I hope you loved this episode. And if you did, please take a moment to share it with someone or pop the screenshot up on your Instagram story and tag me. I especially love when you guys share a little on why you enjoyed the episode so that I can keep making more content that you want to hear. Last but not least, don't forget to hit subscribe and I will see you again next week. Until then, grind and be grateful, my friend.